0: Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't going to tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. If you've got your Bibles, uh, turn with me to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. We're in the second part of a two-part series uh, called What's Holding You Back. And last week we talked about... uh, who is not holding you back we started that off first paul asked the question in galatians 5 you were running the race so good but who's holding you back now well and paul talked about he said well it's not god right but it could be like fake religious people you know those that put undue you know they, they're really good at preaching and really hard at practicing you know or, or they come up with an excuse or something like that fake religious folks if we're not careful can keep us from following god and uh sometimes the people holding us back are those that are closest to us, that we're scared of offending them with our with our beliefs or or anything like that. so um, and the the third person that can hold us back is ourselves, right? And, and we do that most evidently through complaining and uh griping and and stuff like that. So uh, anyway, last week I told you about uh how. I had some guys from New Hampshire come out, and they did some work for me, and uh, Joe let us borrow his skid steer, and so I got a I got a lot of practice in on the skid steer, but when they left, we still had the mini excavator that they were using, so I got to play on the mini excavator, and they asked me, they said, well, we're fixing to leave. You should try to play on that mini excavator. I said, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to. And they said, well, would you like instructions? Have you ever run one? I was like, nope. Was like do you need instructions nope because being a part you know part of being a cowboy is an overinflated sil- sense of self-confidence right i can do it right but i thought you know what i don't want to hurt this guy's feeling with my uh superior self-confidence and my humility and so i think i'll just let him go ahead and give me a lesson well he gave me a lesson and i kind of learned how to drive it and everything and so we're getting ready to go and he said is there anything else you need i said there's only one thing i really want to do He's like, what? And I said, do you teach me how to turn that thing real fancy. Because what they do is they like, because those things are on tracks, right? So if you just sit there and make one track go forward and one track go backwards, you just sit there and you just dig a hole, right? Just tears all the ground up, especially out there where it's real sandy. And that was kind of contrary to what I was trying to accomplish. And they, they, they like pick it up with the bucket and then the top does this and the bottom does this. And I mean, it barely does anything to the dirt. And I said, y'all show me how. And so they said, okay, you got to put your bucket down on the corner right here, and then you got to lift yourself up, and you go one direction with the tracks, and you go the other direction with your swing. And if you'd like to know how to do that, just put two ropes in each hand, one in your left hand, one in your right hand, and go try to rope a calf. Okay, that's about what it was like my first time. But with their help, I did it, right? Well, I did it once, and I'm a master, right? Because that's all it takes to master something is seeing it done one time. And so they left and i over there the first tree i was going to obliterate and i dug it up well it was time to turn right it was time to turn and it i it was time so i put it down and when i picked myself up off the floor i'd knocked down two barns two chickens and osha manager was standing out front asking me to get off the machine please Because I like to tore everything up. You can still see the Grand Canyon. The Long X Ranch Grand Canyon runs right down the middle of my backyard. I don't know how I made it over there because I was over by the shop when I started. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Sometimes we get rattled by things, especially things that we are unfamiliar with. Things that, that other people seem to do with ease, they can just go over here and just, whoop this around and do this and do that and we think oh man they make that look easy and then we get over there and try and it's and it's not really that easy because last week we ended with when you're following god that that no more is your sinful nature what runs your life your relationship with god runs your life right and we learned that whenever you are following god that you you will start exhibiting the fruit of the spirit these are natural things you don't really have and when i say you don't have to work at them you know uh a peach tree doesn't go peach right they don't have to they don't have to try real hard right it just happens naturally when there's good sunlight and good soil and You know it's just a natural process well the fruit of the spirit is the same way the love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness and self-control right those are natural things that will just start happening whenever you're following good but or when you're following god but how do you how do we let the holy spirit lead because i mean like when you're first starting out maybe you've been going for a little while and it still feels like you're tearing everything up whenever you try to do something and i've been there right but the good thing is that Paul gives us kind of a, a direction to go. Now he doesn't sit there and micromanage everything, but he said, Man, if you just do these few things right here, you'll be at least headed in the, dir- the right directions. And, the, and, and he talks about that in Galatians 5 25, which is right after uh the fruit of the Spirit. And I said Galatians 6, I know, because we're going to be mainly there. But in Galatians 5, Paul tells us how to let the Holy Spirit lead. He says since we are living by the spirit let us follow the spirit's leading in every part of our lives that's the first thing that he says he's like hey man if you're only following god part-time you you you're probably not even going to get part-time results out of it right if you truly want to follow god he says since we are living by the spirit and if you're a christian you say i am living by the spirit let us follow that spirit's leading in every single part of our lives we must let the spirit lead in every aspect of our lives not just the sunday aspects of our lives right because unfortunately we've kind of all been there huh like because the sunday stuff shouldn't be sunday stuff the sunday stuff should be monday through sunday stuff right you shouldn't be one person on sunday and another person monday through saturday you got to let that sunday stuff infiltrate every aspect of your life and i and i get that because you're like man i don't know if i can do that and and we already talked about that last week what's holding you back is it is it you are you scared of what people are going to think about you what they're going to say about you is is it uh is it one of those things that you're just like well he always telling me what to do and right you know is it complaining i mean what's keeping you back is it religious folk that are that are keeping you from it what's keeping you back you know we must let the spirit lead us in every aspect of our lives because you know we pray about our problems right we depend on the spirit when let's say we've got a a a problem with your spouse well we pray about when we have a problem with our spouse but when's the last time you prayed about the romantic part of your life with your spouse right the guys are probably like well i yeah i'll pray about that all the time right but what i'm saying is you know we tend to secularize everything like this is the spiritual side of our lives and this is the secular part of our lives god doesn't want that he wants every single aspect of your life he wants he wants to be involved in what your meal's going to be and the thankfulness for it and the preparation of it and the eating of it and the cleaning up of it and all of this stuff and too often we limit him to one day a week, but we're really not limiting him, are we? We're limiting us. That's what happens whenever you have a, a secular and a spiritual life. There is no secular life for the authentic Christian, or there shouldn't be. And if you do have a secular life in your Christian life, you probably don't have that great of a Christian life. And, and I'm, not, I'm not criticizing you. You're just probably not seeing the fruit of your labor because the labor's not that much in regards to God. Right, we got to let the Spirit lead us in all aspects, not just the big ones, not just the little ones. We got to make the Sunday stuff, Monday through Sunday stuff. Okay, we are lit since we are living by the Spirit. Let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Galatians five twenty five. The second thing is found in Galatians six two, where Paul continues on, and he tells us if you want to know how to follow the Spirit's leading in every part of your life then share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ share each other's burdens okay what is a burden okay well the burden i th- the burden that paul is talking about is is probably not really what we would associate with a with a burden okay a burden is something that is beyond normal, okay? That, the, a burden is beyond normal, okay? If, if you have to carry firewood all day, it's not a burden to carry firewood all day because it's normal for you. Now, if you have to carry firewood with a broken leg, now you have a burden, okay? It says to share each other's burden, and in this way, you obey what Jesus tells you to do share each other's burdens it's the death of a loved one that's a burden it's stuff that doesn't happen every single day that's what we're supposed to share uh the problems you know somebody's uh husband or wife or somebody else passes away you know be there for them uh somebody's house burns down that's a burden uh somebody lost their job of 30 years you know that that's a burden in the in the short time. These are things that don't happen every day, okay? So in a cowboy term, what this means is if somebody gets bucked off, you go get that horse, you dust off their rear end and you give them a boost back up into the saddle, okay? That's what sharing each other's burdens means. It means snubbing for somebody that's having a rough patch. That does not mean you go make somebody's bed Make sure they brush their teeth. Make sure that they comb their hair. Make sure that they put on deodorant. Make sure that they go to work. That is babying people, okay? God never said to baby anybody, okay? He said to share each other's burdens. It's snubbing when somebody gets bucked off. We're here to catch your horse. Not saddle it and feed it for you. Not oil it for you, okay? Too many people think that burdens means that they're uncomfortable. You should be uncomfortable if you're acting like an authentic Christian. You probably learn to live with uncomfortable and then in so in in verse 2 he says share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of christ and then in the very next verse he says if you think you are too important to help someone you are only fooling yourself you are not that important let me ask you a question how does that verse make you feel you are not that important now most people might say well that that's a little bit rude What he means by that is not that you are not important because you are so important to God that he sent his one and only son to die for you, okay? But what he means by you're not that important, guess what? You're not that powerful enough to screw this thing up, okay? (laughs) And that's good news, okay? I mean, like, all of human history does not hinge on you, cowboy, You are not Noah, okay? And that's probably a good thing because, you know, God's like, I found one righteous person on earth, and then Noah screws up, and he's like, oh, great, now what are we going to do? Right? You are not that important, okay? You are important to God, but you are not so important that that you're going to, like, get beyond God's grace, or or you're going to do this, or you think you're going to save the world. No, you're not. You're not going to save the world. Our job is just to do what God told us, and he said to share each other's burdens. We must look at life with God at the center of it. See, I mean it, it, like this is so hard not to do, but too often we put ourselves at the center, and everything revolves around us and and you know God is the center but but we want to be and if you want to learn to live by the spirit's leading, you've you got to know that that god is is the main thing not us god's love is the main thing not us he must become more i must become less heard that before guy named john the baptist guy that said jesus said of john the baptist there's no greater man that ever lived than john the baptist but yet the least in the kingdom of god is greater than he and i think one of the reasons is john knew it he said he must become more i must become less There is an incredible, incredible amount of freedom knowing that you cannot get beyond God, okay? When you are looking at Him and you are following Him, He is going to lead you exactly where you need to go. And a lot of times that's not going to be comfortable, okay? It's not going to be comfortable, but it'll be right. It will be right. How do we follow the Spirit's leading? Well, first of all, We must let the Spirit lead in every single part of our life. Not Sunday stuff needs to be everyday stuff. Who you are right now needs to be who you are every other minute of the week. And that's double tough, guys. That's double tough. Share each other's burdens, okay? Share each other's burdens. I didn't say you had to baby people and do everything for everybody, okay? But share each other's burdens. And if you know somebody's having a hard time going, going through a rough spot, Patch, man, snub for them. Get up there next to him. Say, hey, man, you ain't out here by yourself, you know? Wait on somebody to get on before we ride off, right? If you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You are not that important. And there's an amazing amount of freedom in that. There's an amazing amount of freedom. And then in verses 4 and 5, Paul continues. He says, pay careful attention to your own work. For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else for we are each responsible for our own conduct man what does it take to follow the spirits leading number one it's every single day right number two share each other's burdens right and if you think you're too good to help somebody the only person you're fooling is yourself nobody else and then third pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else for we are each responsible for our own conduct what does that mean listen you worry about you in the king james it's thy worry about thy i think something i just made that up right there y'all were i was losing you for a second you worry about you Don't worry about everybody else. See, when you start worrying about what everyone else is doing, listen, listen close. When you start worrying about what everyone else is doing, you cannot do that without comparing yourself to them, and that opens the door for pride. Understand? If you want to follow the Spirit's leading, you worry about what you are doing. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing. You worry about you. Now, Granted, it already said, share each other's burdens, okay? So you can't say, well, now he's telling us we don't even have to worry about any of that because that ain't none of my business. That's not what he said. It says, share each other's burdens, but in all of these other things, mind ye own business, right? Mind ye own business. This tells us, this tells us that you're not responsible for other people. Listen, you're not responsible for other people, what they say and what they do but see a lot of times we try to take responsibility for what other people say and do, not because we necessarily care about them, but we care about us, and we are trying to protect our space, and we don't want anybody infringing upon our space, right? So we care about what other bodies doing, but really we're just protecting our own. Throw that out the window, right? Just worry about you. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing, okay? You let God worry about that, okay? When you start worrying about what you do, it says pay careful attention to your own work, and then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, right? Focus on what you're doing, okay? Now, what that tells me right there, and it's, and it's been kind of a, a, a sticking point in my life because nobody knows my uh, shortcomings more than I do, right? But what I've learned is that excellence is a skill that must be practiced. Excellence is not a, you don't agree, Rita? <laughs> She's like, excellence is a skill that, uh, that needs to be developed. It's not, I mean, somebody's not just born to be like, well, they're just excellent. <laughs> I don't know, man, it's just their gift. They're just excellent. <laughs> that doesn't happen, man. When you focus on your own stuff, when you're ready, excellence is a skill to be practiced, not a talent that you're born with. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. You do a good job, and the only way to do a good job is with excellence. And excellence is a skill to be practiced, right? Excellence is a skill to be practiced. We are responsible for ourselves, right? No one can blame you for their actions, and you can't blame. But but the reverse side of that is also true, guys. I'm sorry, but you can't say, "Well, they." Uh, uh-uh. nope. God will never accept that excuse, guys. Well, they. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, Kevin's not that great a preacher. Well, God's like, I know, but he's all right. He's all right, right? How do we follow the Spirit's leading? Every part of our lives. It has to be, Sunday stuff has to be Monday through Sunday stuff, right? Share each other's burdens. We're not too important to help anybody in that regard. Pay careful attention to your own work. Mind your own business. You do excellent work for Jesus, okay? You worry about that. Once you have perfected that, then maybe God will let you move on to other people, Okay? But until then, and then Paul takes a little aside, right? He kind of, did you hear me just snort? I've got all this rain has some pollen. Uh, Then Paul takes a little aside, right? And he sticks something in there that I nearly left out. And then I thought, no, I'm not going to leave it out. Because if y'all take it the wrong way, then whatever. Though, this is in verse 6, those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Okay, I didn't say that, God did. If you're in the woods and you don't know where you are, take care of the guy leading you, right? I mean, seriously. I mean, you you want to talk about sinful nature? I read an article just the other day that, you know what those Sherpas are? There's those, those... I think they're half Nephilim because they're, they're superhuman. They climb Everest like every day. They just go up and down Mount Everest, those Sherpa people. There was a guy that had a medical emergency near the summit of Everest, and one Sherpa left his people with somebody else and carried that man down Mount Everest on his back, and the guy blocked him on Facebook the next day. Yeah, like, like he said, I didn't want to come down. And so he was going to sue that little company, for bringing him down, because he, he said, I paid to climb Mount Everest, not be carried down off of it. Saved his life, right? I mean, that's just kind of the, 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 the sinful deal that we live in, that somebody can save somebody's life, and somebody gets mad and blocks him on social media, right? <laughs> uh, he's hurt himself a lot more than he hurt that, that guy. That guy's probably saving somebody else's life right now. But if you're in the woods and you don't know where you are, take care of your guide. Take care of your teachers, and it's not just preachers, man. Who's your mentor? Who taught you everything that you know? Is it your dad? Maybe it's time to talk to him today. And maybe if you can't, talk to some other man that's been influential in your life. Right? It's not just preachers and teachers. I mean, if you've had a mentor, take care of those. They're the ones that pass their knowledge on down to you. Maybe it's a friend that's just pushed you your whole life. If you want to know what following God's spirit is, it's that right there. Knowing. That you have people to be thankful for and people are going to be thankful for you if you teach them okay on to verse seven and we're nearly done in verse seven if you want to follow the spirit's leading it says don't be misled you cannot mock the justice of god you will always harvest what you plant what does that mean what's the other deal for that you will reap what you sow right do not be misled okay so so listen right here like I think a lot of times people think that, that Paul is talking to somebody else. He's not. He's talking to you. He's talking to me when he says, don't be misled. Insert your name before that. So and so, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will reap what you sow. You will harvest what you plant. And what that means in public and private. See, I know what most of us are planting in public. You know, we're planting vegetables and corn and beef. You know all of that but what are you planting in private right because you'll reap that as well do not mock the justice of god you will always harvest what you plant if you live for god listen whenever i whenever god says don't be misled you cannot mock the justice of god you will always harvest what you plant if you live for god then you get things from god you will reap from god things that cannot be taken away from you love Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. These are the things that God gives us that no man can take away. If you follow God, you will reap what you sow. You will receive things. When you live for God, you will receive things from God that cannot be taken away. But if you love the world, you will get things from the world that anybody can take away. Money, power, fame, prestige, material things. Everything from the world can be taken away. Things from God cannot be. What are you planting? What are you living? Living in the Spirit, you know, it's, it's not all that difficult, okay? It's not all that difficult. As a matter of fact, it's so easy that Paul kind of summed it up. With, with, the, with the exception of the take care of your teachers, Paul summed this up in the last verse of Galatians chapter 5, and he says, Let us not become conceited, Okay? let us not become conceited provoke one another or be jealous of one another if you want to live by the spirit let us not become conceited you're not too good to help somebody out man he talked about it he took a whole chapter to explain that right you're not too good to help somebody do not provoke other people man quit worrying about what they're doing you do you don't let them worry about you either man quit worrying about what people say that you wouldn't even let ride your horse Right? I mean, why are you you giving somebody weight when you wouldn't even let them ride your pony? Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. You will reap what you sow. Love and you will receive love. Hate, you will get hate. Living by the Spirit is not hard. And let us all get to a point where that Sunday stuff is everyday stuff. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father, I thank you for your word today and help us all just to grab another notch in our belt, pull our britches up, and Toe that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, and take a deep seat. And let's all start riding for God. Not just on Sunday, but every single day. And let us strive for excellence in that following of you. And that is a skill that must be practiced. And God, there's no better way than to start right now. And God, as Ty said in the beginning, I thank you for all the fathers out there. that, uh, Whether they're that by, by nature or just by nurture, uh, I thank you for all of them. And it's in Jesus' name. Christ's name I pray. Amen. See y'all next week.